Hello, 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 ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Declassified UFO Files, the Blue Book Sessions. Right now, I'm in an undisclosed location recording this time around, as it seems that the government, more specifically the U.S. government, doesn't want me to talk about these podcasts, all these episodes of the show. It seems I found myself on their blacklist i guess i don't know what exactly has happened but apparently i'm on their watch list now and it's strange because i got something in the mail and i'm not even american i'm canadian so i don't know what exactly caused them to out of no out of the blue just do this to me like i don't know what caused it but I'm going to keep on recording these podcasts about the episodes each time until this series is finished, which I just found out recently that they canceled the the show and are not going to renew it for a third season, which is a little down for me, like a little saddening, but what can I do? Sorry about that. So this episode is episode 5, Foo Fighters. If I recall correctly, the synopsis is Dr. Hynek and Captain Quinn follow a series of strange clues leading them to a secret group who claim to have witnessed strange lights or anything like that during the Second World War that they call, uh, during combat, and they call themselves, and they call the Foo Fighters, but also claim to know a way to contact them. <clears throat> so basically... This episode starts out with uh, Captain Captain Quinn interviewing. What was her name right now? I I'm kind of blanking right now. Just give me a second, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. I remember it has them. Oh, uh, it was um, Susie Miller. She's getting interviewed by Captain Quinn while uh, General Harding and. General Valentine talked to Mimi and Alan Colin Hynek at home. Mostly, Quinn is just inter- trying to get an interview going on with uh, Susie. And Dr. Hynek is being, as well as Mimi, are being told everything's okay about Fuller, who somehow escaped, sent messages, like tried to send messages to Dr. Hynek and also somehow threatened his wife's life a couple nights ago and due to this issue Heineck is very upset about it all he's very I don't know how to describe it he's very upset about it all he's very concerned about his family he doesn't know what to do he doesn't even know who to trust he finds himself getting a message from General Harding that was a code of sorts that was like an American code of pie and he go goes ahead and reports it all, and finds himself finding a secret broadcast. While he's doing so, <clears throat> Susie finds herself in trouble with, I guess, her KGB contact. We don't exactly know exactly what's going on, but apparently she gets in trouble for whatever reason or another, and uh, yeah, that happens. Susie just decides to, after the interview with Dr. Heineck, Dr. Captain Quinn, decides to say, can we just have a meeting 
at your office, maybe, or something like that. They decide to go do that. They arrange it. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Heine goes and investigates the strange signals. And he decides to investigate it himself. And then he finds out a little bit more and has Heine, well, has Gwen help him find an old Air Force friend of his from when they found it themselves. Apparently, he was one of the few that, uh, what was his name? I remember <clears throat> he finds himself being able to say he's found these Foo Fighters and he wants to ha- have uh, Dr. Quinn and, no, not, not Dr. Quinn, Dr. Hynek and Captain Quinn meet the others that have also done this and they know they are from the government they don't really want to talk to them but Heineck decides to talk to them anyways and try and convince them otherwise we're not gonna send you anywhere or anything like that <clears throat> I do apologize it's a little stuffy in here and it doesn't help that my allergies are going haywire right now either but I can't do anything about that where I am right now like I said is undisclosed all I know is I'm in a stuffy interrogation room of sorts and I'm not enjoying it very much all I know is that if you're hearing this message this podcast as well as the next couple episodes you will find out that I'm not where I normally am I'm not in my office or even outside when I can record these but right now I'm in a undisclosed location in a stuffy interrogation room of sorts I don't know why but I'm there and it's just a little annoying but I'm basically recording it like I'm recording a confession, but that's beyond the fact. It's whatever. And so anyways, when they talk to them, they decide to just figure out, let them go about their experiment. They see some, an old logging road and some trucker, like log lights, like log truck lights that they sort of just say that might be it, whatever. They just kind of go about their business after. We ask Quinn Heineck to leave. Heineck says a couple weeks back after we were on our way back from Fargo, I noticed something that was very different because some guy was following me. I followed him back after he tried to run me off the road into some secret location of sorts. And as he does this, he goes ahead and says, like, I may know where Fuller may be going because he's been on the run for the past couple of weeks ever since he escaped and somehow threatened Mimi's life and Susie's life as well. Excuse me. But at least there's that plus in a sense because Quinn has no... He does not believe it at all. He thinks that um, Heineck's talking out of his tail and what have you and doesn't really believe it at all, but he just goes with it anyways. And he says, okay, what do you got to, what do you, what do you want from me, doc? Let's check it out. I got nothing else to lose. I put my life on, I put my life on, I put my career on the line for you. I jeopardize myself a little bit, but. I'll do it for you anyways. Let's figure this out. Let's see what we find. 
They go to the place that they found, like that Dr. Heineck found ages ago, and there's nothing there anymore. And when he decides to look around even further, he finds uh, Lieutenant Fuller. And Lieutenant Fuller has a gas can and a few other things and asks if he destroyed it himself or anything like that. And apparently someone else came back and destroyed the location themselves. Fuller just sees that Dr. Heineck has some sort of off switch or something like that that just sends him off his rocker and he decides to do the most in just I don't know what to say sort of thing. He decides to emulate himself and like emulate himself, self-emulation. Like he just decides to, if you don't know what I mean, he decides to light himself on fire. He douses himself in gasoline and just lights himself on fire and dies. And Quinn and Heineck are the only two that see it. They just leave him there, I guess. They get out of there. They just leave him there. And I guess a little bit later on, it looks like the government, Valentine and Harding, are discussing it. And they see that there was um, a few of them that have been found. Like some vagrants found him where they were trying to find a place to just sit down and kind of keep warm for the night. They find him and what have you. And... Valentine wonders if Harding may have found someone that may have found Fuller's switch to turn him off and literally set himself ablaze. We don't exactly... He might be assuming that it was Dr. Heineck or Captain Quinn, but we don't exactly know. Because Heineck does get some questions about it earlier, and he's asking you, like, by Harding, did you really talk to... him long enough to have him say anything to you that may have twisted something up all right i'm in more trouble still and yeah if you hear some paper shuffling that's because i'm still in trouble and i'm looking through these papers but about nothing forget about that but basically that's what happens and after he does that they just the episode kind of ends abruptly like it doesn't have any real conclusion exactly just that the case is somewhat closed, Fuller's dead, and there might be more conspiracies afoot. We don't exactly know. But that's the end of that episode of the Foo Fighters episode. Ha <laughs> uh, Kind of, I wonder if that's how the band Foo Fighters, the Foo Fighters, got their uh, name from the World War II phenomenon. It could be the it could be the case, but honestly, I don't know. Now to rate this episode, and probably continue being in this interrogation room for the next couple of episodes. I'm already halfway through this season, and I don't plan on doing any sort of follow-up, like halfway through episodes, like I did last for the last like series. I don't plan to. This is I'll only do one after the end of the first season. I'll follow up and I'll say what my favorite episodes were. What to come next and whatnot, but other than that, I'm not doing that right now. That'll happen later on. That'll be a bit of a break between season one and two, and season two of this show will conclude sometime soon, but I might do it right after I finish season one, I don't know, but episode five, Foo Fighters, gets 
a 6 out of 10 on the UFO scale. It's not a bad episode, but it leaves more to be desired. Because it was suspenseful, yes, but it didn't give enough... Excuse me again. Oh my goodness. It didn't give enough for me to really, really find myself setting something up for a fall, like dominoes. It didn't it didn't do that for me. But overall it was a good episode. It wasn't the best episode so far, but overall it's been pretty good. Now I hope episode six will kind of redeem itself. Because I want to find out what the hell is going on, really. Because this just gets more and more shadier with each passing moment. But until next time, this is Scott Betson signing out. End transmission.